Hey guys, welcome to the Together for Good podcast, your guide into the real and inspired marriage and life adventure that you never knew was possible. I'm Meredith Osterhouse, the daughter of your hosts, Dan and Melody Griffin. Mom and Dad's teaching, stories, and experiences with lots of laughing mixed in will move you to make your marriage last, all while making a difference in the world around you. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back, friends of Together for Good podcast. We're so glad you're with us today. And if there's one question we get over and over and over, it usually has something to do with forgiveness. So that's been a real hot topic for us lately. What what all have we talked about recently? Well, we talked about what forgiveness is. You know, it's, um, it's, and, and also what it's not. And so check out our last two podcasts on that, uh, rather than us revisiting all of that. Um, but today, but today, today is more about the practical. What are some of the, the hard questions that we've been asked and how we would suggest that you can take those principles and apply them to every day? So yeah. you know, the, first, the first question that we've been asked a lot is, how do I know if I have forgiven? Now, <laughs> there's the other question, how do I know if I've been forgiven? Right, and we can walk into a lot of that, and sometimes the the, the feeling of being forgiven is is a challenge. We'll talk about that in just a moment, but we're going to start with how do I know if I have forgiven? I was offended. Now, have I forgiven? Absolutely. Thoughts. One of the ways it shows up in my life is: does it continually creep into my thought life and my conversations? So let's start with conversations. Am I bringing it up? a lot am i always tying back to the past versus moving toward the future am i saying oh here we go again and still holding someone accountable now understandably there are patterns in sometimes maybe even toxic relationships but when we're talking about an event that happened did you forgive okay are you thinking about it all the time are you talking about it but but just remember this as well because we talked about one of the things that forgiveness is not forgiveness is not forgetting so it's not like all of a sudden you never think of it again. The question is, when you do think of it, what are you doing with it? Are you ruminating on it? Are you stewing on it? Is it one of those things that's kind of um, kind of like those apps in the background on my phone <laughs> that are running, right, that are killing my battery, right? And I don't even know that they're running. Is this one of those things that's running in the background that's creating a lot of challenge and a lot of problem for me? So here's, here's what I would suggest. Where am I putting most of my focus? Am I placing my focus on how I have been for, uh, forgiven or am I placing my focus on how I've been offended? Mm. Because the reality is we've all been offended. But when you put it in contrast with the level of which we've experienced forgiveness, specifically from God's grace, but even from other people, mm. that flips the script, right? Mm. And it, it flips me into a, a posture and a spirit of gratitude as opposed to a spirit and a posture of condemnation, judgment. And really that even Melody, and we talked about this in, in preparation for today, um, it goes back to one of the key things in the human sciences that I work with uh, as an executive coach. Oh yeah, coach. that's fascinating. We oftentimes have to put ourselves in a posture, it's, it's, called, it's called the self-deception. We see the world in a distorted reality, mm. and we distort that reality so that it fits our narrative. Mm. So, for example, here's a great example. Melody is um, so chill and laid back. Loose ends do not bother her. They drive <laughs> me crazy. I'm far more intense than Melody. I have a level of urgency, which, by the way, there are times Melody's having to tell me, Dan, you need to dial it down. 
There are times I'm having to tell Melody, Melody, you need to dial it up. So that very um, stark difference in us can really create a great strength. But, Absolutely. But, but that said, those loose ends are out there. And, and what can happen is I've got this narrative playing in my head of, Dan, you are uh, a get-or-done kind of guy. Dan, you are uh, driven and you're focused and all these things, the things that I want to see myself as. So what I end up doing in order to prop myself up in that regard, I have to have a villain. And the villain can be Melody. And so therefore, I know you're all shocked I, that I can well, be a villain. And by the way, don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> don't worry, she does it to me too because we all get trapped into that. Oh, and, hi. We get trapped into that... Um, that toxicity, that deception. Sure. So what has to happen in order for me to justify and to to validate myself, I have to have someone who can be the victim, if mm-hmm. you will. Someone who can be judged. So therefore, I have to judge Melody for her laziness, right? So what happens is I elevate Melody's laziness in order to put myself in an even better light. So, so this goes back to... And these are, are things we do that we don't know we're doing it's in all our head. Subconscious. I mean, this has taken but when years. You, but when you elevate your self-awareness, mm-hmm. you're able to see, you know what? Yeah, Melody, there are some times Melody can be lazy. True, right? There are some times I can be over the top too intense, right? But the question is, is she being as lazy as I'm making her to be? Usually no. I am I am putting her into that into that category because I need a way to justify where I am. So take that back to the forgiveness. If I've got someone who has offended me, truth be known, have they truly offended me to the level that I'm amplifying it? That's number one. Number two, am I focused on their offense or am I focused on the fact how many times I've been forgiven? Right. So what that does is that puts it into an entire context of grace as to opposed to a context of judgment, condemnation, shame, all of those things that aren't helpful. So so you're a coach, and so you kind of coach yourself and say, all right, Dan, what do you say? All right, Dan, you gotta, you got to spend more time thinking about where you've come from and the grace you've received as opposed to wanting to bring down judgment on somebody who's frustrating you. Here's, here's a great example. This morning, right. I had to get up early. I had to have some blood work done for an annual physical. And today's and my up, today's my day off. I love my theoretically day off. Theoretically, so we <laughs> there are no days off at Camp Griffin. Um, so I'm leaving early, and Melody's like, "I'm getting ready to get up." Well, I get back home. Guess what? She <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> blew right through her alarm. Which one of Mel- Melody's spiritual gifts is sleep? <laughs> so it's, it, it, you know, it's just it's just the way it is. It's, it takes a lot of rest to he, get this level of perky. He tells the truth. So so here was the thing. Can I? I could have, all right, here we go. Here we are. Now, you blew through your alarm. Have any of us ever blown through our alarm? Of course we have. So why am I going to get upset about that? And it's part of that, yeah, we got a lot we need to do, but that's not the point. The point is, listen, as many times as I've been forgiven... As many times as we have added grace onto my mistakes, why can't? How in the world can I possibly not grace Melody? Mm. So it becomes a posture. So how, here's how I can know if I have forgiven. Okay. What, what's my posture? Mm. And you're going to hear me say that so many times. What's my? Am I in a spirit of brokenness and humility, mm. or in a spirit of arrogance and pride? Mm. 
And that has everything to do with my level of trust with you, my level of comfort in our relationship. When you're responding quick with me and defensive and, mm-hmm. well, why do you want to know that? Why do you want to, as opposed to, well, not real sure why you want to know that, but hey, let's communicate. What's you up? You bet. Oh my goodness, all the difference in the world. And it becomes a, it becomes this downward cycle. If I'm justifying myself in this one area, guess what? I can then start justifying myself in this other area. That's where narcissism takes over. I'm not. I'm above the rules, but everybody else has to play to my rules. Mm. And you start gaslighting. You go look that up. Yeah, you start we know crea- about yeah, it. Yeah. So that's that is. But but the posture of forgiveness is the key. Right. And to finish up this question, how do I know? If I've forgiven, um, I don't want to negate the spiritual component here. And that is, first of all, if you're asking that question, you're in a good spot. Yeah. If you're like, that's right. wait, wait a second. Have I let go of that? Am I trying to let go of that? Am I in a process of forgiveness? And so to ask the comforter that's inside of you, the counselor that's inside of you, Holy Spirit, God, am I am I letting go of this mm-hmm. and help me to see places I'm not right. and help me to continue to seek forgiving yeah that really leads to the next question it does here's the second question how long does it take to forgive this one cracks me up because we we are in a microwave society we know how long to cook the lean cuisine we have these time limits on everything um so how long does it take to forgive the answer is yes i mean i don't i don't know there is no time limit i think there's a there's something behind that question of course of course there is you say how long is it going to take to forgive how long is it going to take for me to stop hurting Mm. how long is it going to take for for me to be able to move on right um speak to that well Earlier in some of our podcasts, I've been talking about how forgiveness is sort of two things. It's a one-time event, Mm -hmm. and then it's an ongoing process. It really is both and. So I make an initial decision to forgive. In our relationship where there was great trauma and great offense, in that, bless you, Jonathan, in that instance, there it started with me saying these words, I don't even know what this means, but I want to forgive you. Yeah. So I, I didn't come right out and go, hey, I forgive you. It's all good. I didn't even know where to start. I didn't even know what it was, but I knew I wanted to. Right. And I knew that I was going to seek it. So it was a decision. It was a choice. But then it also becomes a daily choice. It sometimes can be an hourly choice, minute by minute. Something you and I were talking about as we were prepping for today's session um, is a, a scripture verse that has just been a handle for me to to pick it up and to know what to do with it. And that is Second Corinthians ten five. This is what it says. The second part of that verse says this: We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Some versions say we bring it under the authority of mm-hmm. Christ. What is the truth? Capital T. What does God say about this? And then we make it obey that. We mm-hmm. make it come under that. So the first thing that has to happen is we have to take the thought. Well, I can't control when the thoughts come. Cannot control. I can't control a song I hear that triggers a, mm-hmm. a perfume I smell, mm-hmm. a car that I see, um, a phrase that I hear, a person that I come in contact with. I mean, you know, the triggers are endless. Be it a big offense or even a small one 
so when these triggers come, when these thoughts come, what do I do? And I once described it to a friend of mine as, as a bug zapper. Uh, we here in the South have something that uh, we affectionately call bug zappers. They got them other places too. They have them other places too. Okay, good. Plug them in. And they don't work, but that's okay. The poor unsuspecting mosquito comes and it's gone. Okay, so basically my thoughts come in like the mosquitoes. I can't control them, but what do I do with them? I zap right. them like you zap the bugs. And so you're like, okay, wait a second. I'm aware of the fact that I'm thinking this thing. I'm feeling these things. What am I going to do with it? I have a choice again. Okay. I'm going to bring it and make it obedient to Christ. What does Christ say? Well, Christ says, forgive. Mm. How many times does he say forgive? Oh, 70 times seven. Oh, great. Christ says, because I've forgiven you, now you forgive. You give that same mm-hmm. gift to someone else. Mm-hmm. So that's how I take that thought and I bring it into submission to Christ. And then what I do is say, God, would you help me now to leave that with you for now and stop thinking about it? And then I replace that thought with something that's positive. It's a thing of, okay, what what can I do to counteract that? Yes, someone spoke evil of me. Someone told mm-hmm. lies about me. Someone told slander about mm-hmm. me. So here's what I'm going to do. And I told you this the other day. You were checking in on me because something really hard had happened. How you doing, Melody? And I said, you know what I'm doing? I'm rehearsing my, the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm telling myself the truth. So I had a list of things that I was telling myself. I am a child of God. I am forgiven by the blood Affirmations of Affirmations are, are really important. Oh, man. It reminds me of that flip chart that... Mm-hmm. that our friend Tara oh, yeah. gave and, to and you of those that. affirmations. And it's just reminding yourself the truth. I'm a musician. I rehearse songs. And so to learn a song, I play it over and over, piece portion by portion. When I direct my choir and teach them a song, we take it bit by bit, maybe the verse, maybe the chorus, and we go over and over and over and over. So we do the same thing with the truth. Right. We rehearse the truth. So we take that thought, we make it captive, and we make it come under the authority of Jesus Christ. And what is truth? What I, I love what you said about the fact I can't control the thoughts that come, right? Um, those, those thoughts come from any number of sources, Right, they come from memories. They come internal. They come external. Mm-hmm. I believe that the enemy lies to us. Mm-hmm. Right, the world, the flesh, the devil—they're all opposed to us. And so, the enemy is going to seek to get us off of those things. Philippians four, right? Those things that are true, that are honest, that are good, that are lovely, that are uh, uh, a good report. Right. So those are the things that we need to think on. These things. Mm, that's so good. So, so work it through that prism. That's listen, so good. listen. This is easier said than done. Right. But but I'll just keep coming back to when your posture is in the right place, the, the posture of your heart, these things come much easier. Um, because we're we're just open as and we're seeking to closed. them. Right. We're, we're open seeking as them and we're open. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. So this week's show may be over, but the work has just begun. Be sure to check out the great resources and references mentioned in today's show in the show notes at wearetogetherforgood.com slash podcast. It is also super easy to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Hey, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you and your marriage and life journey, please let the people in your world know. Help us spread the word about the Together for Good adventure by following us on our Facebook and Instagram pages. This would go a long way to help get the word out. Don't forget to check out our website, wearetogetherforgood.com, for free resources, archived podcast episodes, and other ways you can experience a life and marriage that is together for good.